Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, full disclosure, this game, I'm sorry, this episode of Lockdown Spurs, excuse me, is recorded before last night's game versus the Hornets. So hopefully you're celebrating a Spurs win or hopefully you're not lamenting the Spurs loss. But what are we talking about today? We're looking at the road ahead. Yeah, in case you don't know, the Spurs are going to have a tough road schedule that may make or break them. We're going to dive into that and much, much more. I am joined by my good friend. He is with San Antonio Sports Star and host of Halftime, Michael Jimenez. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Mike ESPN. Mike, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, buddy. And just like the Spurs, you're on the road right now too, aren't you? Yeah, man, I'm out and about. And I told you, man, I was like, hey, let's get this Lockdown Spurs in, baby. Do it on the road, man. Multitask. (laughs) Make sure you listen to Halftime. It's a very, very good afternoon uh, show over there at San Antonio Sports Star. He Not only does Michael talk about sports and the latest topics, dives into a lot of pop culture, which I love. I love. Are you, Did you do your review already uh, on E.T., or is that today, Thursday? Yeah, E.T. is being uh, – uh, I'm actually going to give my E.T. review today. Uh, but it's interesting going back in time. So I saw E.T. for the first time last night. Uh, I watched Gremlins for the first time the week before. So basically I'm playing catch-up on all the pop culture movies from the 80s, uh, now at the age of 44 years old. So it's been fun, man, you know, going back in time and watching all these classics. Yeah, you're just a little late to the party, that's all. Just 10 years A little late, late, yeah, but I've already been banned from Transformers 1986. It's not that you've been banned. It's just that I'm saving you. I'm saving you from the wrath. (laughs) That could happen if you give anything less than an A plus. If you give anything it's less than an A plus, it's a cartoon. But you don't understand, Michael. It's it it is revered. It is sacred. It is it is based. No one really. Is, I mean, because again, you're late to the party. It was a transition for us nerds when we realized that death is real. That's how intense this movie is. So, and remember, we were kids when we saw this. So again. Watch it, but I highly recommend you give it an A plus, regardless of what you think. You can even put that. I'll in just code. I'll just lie and say I watched it and I loved it. Yeah, then you're you're the safe. Transformers you're safe. fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael is on short time today, so we're gonna make this uh, quick episode of Locked On Spurs. But we're gonna give you all that we can. Let's dive into it um, now that the Hornets game is in the books. The Spurs will be having a mini road trip takes them to Utah, to Sacramento, to Los Angeles to play both the Clippers and Lakers before they return uh, to San Antonio uh, later this month. Quick four-game mini roadie on the West Coast. All right, fine. Get it. But they got some heavy hitters on them. Utah, can't sleep on Sacramento. And, of course, Clippers and, I guess, the Lakers, but they're such a mess. Nevertheless, let's look ahead at this four-game road trip. Road trip, excuse me. What stands out for you, Michael? Well, well, what stands out is that I'd be happy if the Spurs come back two and two uh, out okay. of this uh, four-game road trip, and it's beyond the four-game road trip because beyond that, it's eleven games out of fourteen on the road. I mean, think about it. They have a four-game road trip, three-game homestand, and then seven on the road, and that's not including the rodeo road trip that comes up yeah. in February. So, uh, it's a lot of road games coming up. We're going to find out exactly where the Spurs are uh, when it comes to 
you know, are they going to have a legitimate shot at uh, getting into the play-in tournament? And right now they're yeah. only a game or two behind uh, that 10 spot. Uh, but after all these road games, we're going to know exactly where they are when it comes. Take a look at this, this back-to-back games in L.A. Right. Uh, th- those obviously are going to be the hardest of, of them all. You know, Utah obviously is a, is a, is a decent team as well. So, uh, like I said, uh, the easiest one out of them all is probably Sacramento, and that's not a gimme at all. No, uh, not a gimme at you all. Know, so I'd be happy at 2-2, two and two, man. Yeah, I, I think everybody would, too. Now, overall... The uh, Spurs are four and eight uh, away from San Antonio, and they are playing the Western Conference. Uh, so they're two and seven on the road against the West teams. But I look at this, and I see a chance for the Spurs to really, really start coming together. Michael, you're starting to see the chemistry start to bubble a little bit more, starting to percolate a little bit more. No longer is this team talking about communication. No longer is this team talking about getting familiar with one another. Those were kind of the buzzwords, buzz phrases you heard early in the season. That's gone away. And know what else has gone away in pre- and post-game chats from the players and coach? Familiarity. Uh, You don't hear that word anymore. Now it's just getting it done. You know, more of the nuts and bolts of winning an NBA game. And I like that. That tells me they're getting on the same page. They've been relatively healthy slash injury-free, aside from the COVID scare um, that Pirtle got and the scare that Kelton Johnson got recently. But nevertheless, they've been good. I see these four games on the road as kind of a way to really jumpstart a kind of what we're seeing maybe a possible turn of the corner this season. Uh, I hope so. You know, the Spurs may have a better winning percentage at home compared to the road, but on the road, to me, they've had the highest of highs. I mean, you know, they took out Golden State. They took out Milwaukee on the road. They played very well against the Suns, took them to the last couple of minutes. So the Spurs tend to have their highest moments on the road, in my opinion. Uh, but I think you're right. You know, this could be something that galvanizes them, that, that brings them closer together. They're healthier, and now they've got Yaka back, and they've mm-hmm. got Derek White is out of his funk. I, I think it's safe to say that Derek White is no longer in a slump. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting how this team is, is coming about right now. Um, they, you know, it's not all DeJounte. DeJounte is doing his thing still, but he's getting some help. And I think that part of the Spurs turnaround a little bit, if you want to call it a turnaround, they're playing roughly 500 ball the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I think it has to do everything with the second unit. And the second unit coming in, and not only holding serve, but either extending a lead or helping the team come back. And we're looking at, at, at like a Trey Jones, Lonnie Walker. Uh, you know, uh, when, when they're in the game, Devin Vassell, when they're in the game, uh, things start to happen a little bit more with the Spurs right now. And I know that, that the, the big names that we're looking at right now are obviously how well Jakob's doing. You know, mm-hmm. he had a 24-point performance the other day. And, you know, DeJounte had another triple-double. And Derek White, uh, not knocking down a lot of threes anymore, but uh, he's out of his funk because he's attacking the basket. Mm-hmm. But you take a look at that second unit there, Trey Jones, of, 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 uh, of Lonnie Walker. They're bringing something more than what they did earlier in the season. And I think the Spurs are doing better overall because of it. You look at some numbers now. Now, the uh, Spurs, 
you know, on the road, they're averaging about 102 points per game in their four road wins. Now, opposed to home in their home wins, which are six right now, 113.8. So the the you know their their, their offense kind of dips a little bit, but I think that is about to change in these next four games. I think we're seeing the offense get a little um, potent. Lonnie Walker, I you know. Bless him, he's trying, but he's at least he's less inconsistent than more inconsistent this year. Uh, but once, but when he's on, he's on. He's knocking down threes. He's attacking the rim. He's doing everything that you, the Spurs need him to do. You mentioned Darren White. I think that'll boost that offensive uh, number as well on the road. Talking with Michael Jimenez. He is with San Antonio Sports Star, and he is the host of Halftime. You can listen to that on 1250 AM or just simply go to the SA Sports Star YouTube page. Uh, it starts around one o'clock. Is that correct, Michael? Well, no, it's uh twelve o'clock. So twelve, 12 o'clock. Noon. Thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, in my uh, Eastern two, Standard Time mode right now. Yeah, so. yeah, so it's from twelve to two, and uh, basically, you know, the basic format is is about sixty to seventy percent sports, uh, and the rest is all pop culture, nostalgia, guy talk. Uh, awesome. It's uh, it's a fun time, man. It's it's a, it's a variety show, if you will, and uh, you know, Jeff Garcia is oftentimes on our show. You know, yep, thank you very much. Well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun, you know, and, and it's just a break up the day and get away from work, get away from life and politics and stuff like that. It's just, let's just have fun when it comes to things. And, and I, I try to stay away from politics and whatnot in sports, uh, because no one wants to hear that anymore. You know, people want to have a good time. Right. And, uh, it's about our quirky personalities as well. Myself and James Pledger and Rudy J, you know, uh, you know we're we're really big sports fans, and it's like it's nice to hang out with those guys and and to have a show with them. Absolutely, and he is with us right here on Lockdown Spurs, looking ahead at the Spurs four game roadie. Now that uh, yeah, their five game homestand is all but over. Look at some of the wins they've had on the road. Spurs fans, you've been hearing me tell you about Price Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. If you have not checked it out yet, well, you're missing out. I'm telling you, you are going to love this app for NBA and mixed spot pick'ems. Well, it'll look, and Christmas Day games are going to be off the charts this year and even more fun if you play Prize Picks. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. All of our users that deposit and use a promo code, which I'll give you in a few seconds, will get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That promo code is NBA. You pick two to five players and over and under on their projection, you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Look, Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can even be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Go to PricePicks.com today. Use promo code NBA or go to the App Store and download the app. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Not too shabby. They go to go to state and beat them. They beat Portland in their gym. They beat the Bucks, the defending champs, in their gym. So they picked they picked up some pretty good solid wins. Now, of course, you can make an excuse for all those, you know, Golden State. Well, you know, Curry didn't have a good shooting night. Portland, well, they're without Dame Lillard. 
uh, the Bucks. They haven't really been the Bucks, you know, defending champs. But nevertheless, still quality wins for a team searching for wins and just, you know, wins being part of the rebuild and learning how to win, Michael. Yeah, I think the Spurs right now are searching for an identity as to what kind of team are they and, and, and what is how are they going to play. Um, you know, one thing that Pop is doing is he's throwing out different types of rotations out there, I guess trying to find the winning combination. Uh, you know, one of the most recent wins the Spurs had, uh, he went small ball. You know, he went with Trey Jones, Lonnie Walker, uh, Devin Vassell, uh, and, and Derek White and, uh, and Jakob out there. It was like four smalls and, and one big. And that opened up the fourth quarter and led to a win. And so you take a look at what the Spurs are doing right now. I think it's all about finding an identity. And right now, they're, they're, they're as healthy as they've been all year long. And we're seeing that now defensively. We're seeing Hurdle do well defensively against the more elite fours and fives when he wasn't mm-hmm. normally doing that earlier in the season. But beyond that, we're now seeing that DeJounte and Derek White can now somehow work together because that has been an issue for the Spurs for two and a half years of those two guys were not mixing, not gelling well together. Individually good defenders, individually decent offensive players, but for some reason it wasn't clicking for them as a, as a one-two combination in the backcourt. But now the past you know, a couple of weeks or so, it has finally started to work, and we're seeing some better results because of it, you know, except for that Denver game the other night where they got right. out of hand. But aside from that, they seem to be playing a little bit better together, and we're now seeing, I don't want to say the Spurs have turned the corner, but the Spurs have shown that they're not as bad as a lot of uh, people thought they were originally. I, I look at this team, and I, I see if they can pick up, if they can go, 500 I think that's a win if they go anything above that that is a bigger win um now Sacramento did hand the Spurs one of their worst losses of the season remember that one I mean yeah that was just like yeah what, what were you thinking Spurs you know the first time I think they're playing yeah yeah they're playing the Jazz for the first time you know and that is going to be interesting start off with the Jazz game uh you've noted plenty of times on the star and on your show halftime that Spurs have issues when they play teams that have quality bigs it's a guy named gobert do you think that's they're going to start off the road trip on a bad foot versus the jazz yeah that's that's a tough one right there because it's not just gobert but it's the fact that every person on that jazz roster knows how to shoot a three i mean it's just i mean they've got shooter after shooter after shooter coming out there and the spurs struggle with that sometimes you know they're going to be have to chase those guys uh off the three-point line and if they do well, then you've got a seven-footer and Gobert there that they could just lob the ball to or, or, or uh, you know, get timely screens from and whatnot. Uh, Utah's is that one weird team that I don't like playing at all. They just seem mm-hmm. to be a really bad matchup uh, for this Spurs team. Uh, if I was to say the Spurs had a, a good chance of beating somebody on the road, I would say the two most likely ones are uh, Sacramento, mm-hmm. even though Sacramento did beat the Spurs pretty soundly earlier this season. I think Sacramento is, is can be taken. And uh, you know what? I'm a little bit more optimistic than most when it comes to playing the Lakers these days. Yeah. They they tested the Lakers uh, earlier this season. I think they they pushed them to the to the to the edge. I think they, wasn't that an overtime game? I think um uh, that or Yeah, it was pretty yeah, close. It was pretty it, close. Real close. So 
you know, hope I think that could be a quote unquote surprise win because on paper, you know, like, oh, the Lakers, you know, they got LeBron and AD, they should handle San Antonio. But we all know the Lakers are not really, you know, feared, if you will, considering the mess that they're having. But you look at some of the numbers. And again, one more time, just to be clear, this is uh, this episode was recorded before the Hornets game uh, in the month of December. Uh, they're, they're, the Spurs are averaging uh, 112 points per game uh, through four games already mm-hmm. played. Now, this is good because last month, November, they were averaging a mere 106. So that is the emergence of Derek White right there. That is, uh, you know, Lonnie Walker be more consistent than inconsistent and perhaps lending to Jakob's strong play. Now, the rebounding has gone up this month. They went from 44 last month to 47 this month in December. And they're sharing the ball. And I think that's the biggest thing that I like so far um, from this seemingly, you know, more developed team. They're averaging 30 assists per game in the month of December. Michael, your thoughts? Well, I I think you said it right earlier. They're becoming more familiar with each other. And when you're more familiar with your teammates, I mean, you get to anticipate what they're doing. And I think part of it is, is that, you know, we talk about Derek White and, and how has he gotten better. I mean, not only is he uh, shooting the ball a little bit better, he, he has a higher shooting percentage now than he did earlier in the season because he's attacking the basket. And not only is he attacking the basket, if he doesn't have that shot, he dishes it out. Someone had a mm-hmm. triple-double the other night. And his assists are going up as well. And I think it's because the Spurs are attacking and kicking out, attacking and kicking out. And that's something that they weren't doing. They were either settling for a three-point shot or they were mm-hmm. trying to pound it inside. I think the Spurs are, are, are now utilizing their athleticism more and getting that extra pass in. And when you get that extra pass in, you know, you, your assist numbers are going to go up, and it sets your, your teammates up for a, a, a better or a higher percentage shot. And uh, also I think part of it is, is that you're seeing an emergence from Trey Jones as well and, he, and him being out on the court a little bit more often. We've seen his minutes creep up from eight minutes a game to 10 to 12 to, you know, most recently he's been getting somewhere between 16 and and 18 minutes a game. He knows how to handle the ball too. And we're seeing also that it's not just DeJounte Murray bringing the ball up the court. We've been seeing a lot of uh, Derek White bringing the ball Mm -hmm. up as well. And I just think that the Spurs have opened up the playbook or opened up the offense a little bit more in the past couple of weeks, because as you said, they can anticipate better, mm-hmm. and because of that, it's leading to more points, leading to more assists. Now, if it's going to lead to more wins, maybe, maybe not, but it, it shows that there's something there, that there's a heartbeat mm-hmm. there, that they're not giving up, and that they're being more aggressive there offensively. One other thing that I like, um, and you're getting seen a sign of progress, uh, is the three-point shooting. Uh, last month in November, they averaged 35% from the three-line so far through this month, again, before the Hornets game, everybody, you know, it's going to change. Um, 37% from the three line. Still not great, but it's still a sign of improvement. All signs are showing that this team is slowly getting better game by game. Even just basic field goal percentage. Uh, 47% last year, last month, and then this month in December, 473 So little by little, they're getting better. We are talking with Michael Jimenez. He is the co- he's the host, excuse me, of halftime. You can listen to him on San Antonio Sports Star. 
You know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get you out of your money. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app, and it helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want, need, or just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it very, very simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel all your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Hey, look, I love Truebill. They save me so much money. You should use it, too. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It can save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Uh, overall thoughts um, before we start putting a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs on the four games ahead for San Antonio. Well, one last thing before. I just want to talk, touch back yeah. on your, the three-point shooting. I was looking at the top three-point shooters by percentage this season. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there's a spur on the list at number 10? Yep. Keldon Johnson. Yes, sir. Keldon yes, Johnson sir. is 10th in the NBA in, in three-point shooting percentage. I had no idea. I mean, I know he's been doing exceptionally well shooting from three. I mean, he's been close to 50% for the past month or so. Uh, but, man, for the year, you know, he's he's up there. I think he's at 44% before the Charlotte game. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I, I've, I've it, it's funny because I find that offensively, you know, from a post-up standpoint, he's been having some difficulty. You know, he's still the bull in the china shop type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did improve his game from from behind the arc, and that's something that he should be he should be applauded for. But uh, as far as this four game uh, uh, road trip coming up, you know, uh, this I hope that away from home, away from family, away from you know uh, any pressures that they may have locally. Sometimes, sometimes teams can 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 gel and 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 come together in in times like that. Eleven out of fourteen games on the road, rodeo road trip coming up in February and March timeframe. Um, this we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about this team, and I think more and more what we're finding out, Jeff, is that this team really is only one or two players away right. from being relevant. I, I agree with As that. It, it doesn't have to be a complete demolish of the team uh we're one or two players away from being you know a 48 50 win type team it's kind of hard to say hard to believe that because you know right now we're you know sitting under 500 and 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 not in not not at the 10 spot right now for that uh play-in tournament but uh, i think we're going to learn a lot about this team this next next week or so and uh let's hope for a two for two out of four is what we're hoping for yeah, yeah, I, I think I'll be good with uh, two and two. Would not be surprised if they come out three and one. I mean, many thought that this Spurs team was going to get uh, wrecked in the previous road trip, or that was against Portland and, and the Warriors um, and the likes of, of those guys. But uh, they came out pretty good. So again, I'm two and two, three and one. I think that's exactly how this will pan out. I don't think this will make or break the season. I think the next big road trip that this the next. The, the mini uh, rodeo road trip before the rodeo road trip uh, begins. I think that's what we're going to see where this team is, uh, is at, but four games against four quality teams on the road should be interesting. 
Uh, Michael, you put out there on Twitter um, yesterday a question about if your life was on the line, who do you want to be <laughs> last, your three-point shot? And you had some interesting, some, some quality uh, candidates. You had Steph Curry, you had Ray Allen, you had Larry Bird, and you had a Reggie Miller. Um, I saw the overwhelming response with Steph Curry, and I get that. You know, dude is automatic. But I think the voters are sleeping on Larry Bird. You kids don't know what Larry Bird did. Yeah. At, Larry, um, Larry. This guy was just nails. He had the stones the size of the Fiesta boots out in North Star Mall. I mean, he will knock it down a three in your face and let you know. Yeah, Larry Bird, uh, people will talk about like Mamba mentality and, and we'll talk about how, you know, certain players like Kevin Garnett would talk trash and whatnot. I mean, picture Mamba mentality combined with the trash talk of Kevin Garnett and, and the ability to back it up with several titles. That's what Larry Bird was. Larry Bird would uh was i mean he would tell you what he was going to do before he would do mm-hmm. it you know it's just the story is behind behind it and and i mean you know at, at, towards the end of his career he had a, 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 a an alien back and and that kind of sidelined him towards the end of his career made him a, a shell of himself the last couple of seasons but man when he was in his prime that dude could knock down a three i mean i would have i mean i would say that right now if i had a answer my own poll question i would say larry bird and that's not it being because you know of my age and whatnot i mean larry bird was just amazing but it's when you look back at it though people were asking this question are we talking about just at the park you know like in the gym (laughs) are we talking about in a game setting Uh, are we talking about being defended and i was like wow you're taking it to an extreme real extreme there but but i would say this if it was game on the line, I don't want Robert Ory shooting that thing. You know what? I'm glad you brought his name up because I was about to give you four random Spurs Steve Kerr. Uh, throughout the history and ask you who you want wearing silver and black to take that three-point shot. So I'm going to throw in Steve Kerr, Robert Ory, Dale Ellis. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm showing my age there. Yes, Dale Ellis used to be a spur. Uh, now I'm really going to show my age with the next one. Chuck Person. Oh, the rifleman. <laughs> the rifleman, or just for uh, giggles, Davis Bertans. Nice. Hey, for giggles, how about this one? If your life was on the line, and the shot was from the three point line, but someone had their foot on the line, their toe on the line, <laughs> that would be Willie Anderson. Willie Anderson guy. Willie, Willie Anderson was the king or, or, of, of making making the shot from twenty two eight as opposed to twenty two nine. As was Demar. Remember how uh, in the early <laughs> early career in his little chapter with the Spurs, he would always have that little toe on the line. You're like, you're right there. <laughs> so who are you going with? You, oh, I think you already said it. You said you're gonna have Ori, right? You're you're letting Ori take it for you. Oh, oh man, yeah, Robert Ori, dude. I mean, just for the two thousand five finals, dude, I went back in time and I YouTube the two thousand five finals. The uh, uh, I, I guess that was game. Was it game seven? That went to seven, right? Uh, and 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 it being in Detroit, and it was looking bad. And I don't know how many games that season went to. I just know the Spurs won it. But fact of the matter is that the Spurs were were toast. Were toast. Mm-hmm. And, and Ori literally carried that team to the victory. And and Rasheed Wallace just what he was doing, going for the double team in the corner and leaving Ori wide open. Oh my God. 
Yeah. But man, in a in a big time situation like that, I'd want Robert Ory. If it was just like, you know, at the at the uh, you know during practice, just shoot a three. I'd probably say Steph Curry. Uh, but if it was one of those things where it was a contest or if it was uh, just a regular season ball game, Larry Legend all day long. You know what? And going back to that Spurs scenario, you know, another name I could have thrown out there and I should have thrown out there maybe Sean Elliott. I mean, the Memorial Day miracle. Um, yeah, I can key, see that. Low key, good three pointer. He wasn't the great, but he was reliable for at least one or two. Or, 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 or Bowen in the corner. <laughs> he was automatic. Or Danny Green. We left off Danny Green. <laughs> Danny Green. Yeah, so many candidates. But hey, we're done talking. Michael's got to go. He's a busy man. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs' upcoming four-game roadie? Uh, do you think uh, it's going to be a good test for them? How do you think the Spurs will come out? Looking good or getting all banged up? And what do you think about your three-point shooting? Uh, go check out Michael's poll. I'm pretty sure the results are already out already. He's at Mike ESPN SA. Uh, but which spur, which spur that we did not mention should be uh, on the list of which fan would pick if uh, they need a three-pointer made uh, to save their life? We want to hear from you. Michael, tell us everything about halftime. Uh, halftime is Monday through Friday from 12 to 2. Sports, pop culture, nostalgia. I mean, every once in a while, we'll talk about uh, fun times at Ingram Park Mall. You know, Aris <laughs> <laughs> Julius. You know, Mar- you know, Malibu Grand Prix and the castle. I mean, we bring up some stuff that really shows our age sometimes. But no, it's it's good times. Uh, we talk a lot about music, a lot about streaming. Uh, obviously, sports, man. Cowboys yeah. is big. Spurs is big. UTSA football and whatnot. Don't get me wrong. It is a sports show. Uh, but we sprinkle in a lot of fun times along the way uh, beyond beyond the sports and games, man. It's, it's good times. It's 12 to 2. And typically it's myself and James Fledger kind of just hanging out. And uh, we're like, uh, you know, we're, we're like uh, JD and Turk from Scrubs, man. We're just we're just really good friends who like to talk sports and just clown around. By the way, he owes me one. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting him in to go see the new Spider-Man movie today. And Oh, uh, really? I want to yeah. watch that. Well, you didn't say anything. I, I only got two tickets for myself and for him. <sighs> Brutal. Hey, 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 you stood me up at the weekend game. You were supposed to come out with me to cover the Nuggets game. <laughs> and then we were going to go to Southtown more than likely and start boozing it up over there, my favorite spot, 1919. But, <laughs> hey, but you got, you know what? Maybe you can get one when they get back from the road, from the road trip. Then we can just There you go, brother. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, follow Michael on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. The list goes on and on. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Spurs. And thank you for always making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. Now, look, uh, the Spurs got some uh, games ahead on the road. But then the first one up is Utah. Go check out Locked On Jazz. See what's going on in their neck of the woods. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Thank you.